You're listening to the Driven by Design Awards Wrap. I'm Mark Bergen, the founder of uh, Driven by Design, and this week, again, returning is Kirsten Mann. Welcome, Kirsten. Hey, thanks for having me back. So here we are for episode five. We're trying to go make this a fast pace because we've had some feedback, which is the audience prefers 15 minutes as against 25 minutes. So that's great. I I love the fact that you just get this throttling back from the audience. So... (laughs) We're going to deliver this. We're in iterating our based minutes. on feedback. All right, so so off we go here. Um, I've been travelling. I've uh, since we've uh, done the last podcast. I've uh, finished up in Sydney. I've actually been in a conference here in Melbourne called the Progress Twenty Seventeen Conference, which was great to go see the non for profit sector working out how are they innovating and how are they going through transformation. Wow. I'd love to do a whole podcast on that one. Actually, we will do, uh, outside of the award season, we will do some podcasts where we actually focus in on some industries, but Mm. we've got to stick on the award season (laughs) at the moment. How about you? Have you returned from somewhere? Have you been somewhere? I've returned from overseas and there's there's just been so many fantastic things happening at AConnex at the moment. I think one of the things we were talking about earlier, which was really exciting, was to see um, one of the projects, one of our recent projects which is it's the New Zealand International Convention Centre and um, that's been done by Sky City Entertainment Group on the Aconex platform but to hear them talk about they recently interviewed um, our GM of sales which is global, um, Australian sales 90 million of economic benefits to New Zealand annually through this project I thought how this is when you hear this stuff you think how great is that 150 jobs being created through this one project and, and then, so what, what's interesting there is we've got the build economic develop, uh, uh, or GDP impact that takes place there. You've got the secondary industries that come out of that. You've then got the enduring benefit that comes out of 90 mil. That's a great lift for, for anywhere in New Zealand. So congratulations, Aconex. Yeah. And also, no doubt you'll be able to tell us more about the project at a later date make sure you put it up as a feature item on the site, okay? (laughs) But um, I'm going to jump straight into our first of our nine projects today. The Foodery by Keltex and Mima Design, Interior Design Retail and Sydney Design Awards. Kirsten, here we are in the driveway of a petrol station. What did you find? Well, I thought, and you don't, again, is this something that you would normally think about? How, hey, how do we change this whole experience? And that's what I love about this project. It's traditionally, you would not even think about reinventing the customer experience in this thing. But what they've done is look at a relatively stagnant industry and said, how can we actually change this? And by doing so in experimenting and learning, they've found they've actually had a surge of 20 to 30 percent um, profit, I think it was, in, in this project. So fantastic example of how experimenting and learning and that can give people the confidence to invest. I'm actually going to pick you up there. It's actually 20 to 30 percent of sales that's in there. And they haven't disclosed what their profit lift is out of that, like many companies. Mm-hmm. They've uh, probably got fiduciary and market uh, sensitive responsibilities where they can't tell us that. But what is important is we know that the driveway part of service stations or petrol stations, gas stations, depends which market you're in, that they're actually they're the attractor for people. And then it's actually working out how do you go get people from a candy bar into a food food program, how do you go get them into buying accessories for their phone, high high profit items that will mean that they're actually, you're getting much more wallet share, not just the petrol that's going through or the gas that's going through the station. Great project here, good to go see Caltex trying to wake up 
the driveway uh, market there. And uh, if they've already had that response, they'll probably wind up where we've seen other behemoths that they'll start to roll this program out and get the march on the rest of the market. It's pretty exciting. I think I've got Kenwood now. And straight away when I saw this one, I thought, oh my goodness, it's, it's a resurgence in a brand that I've known my whole life. My grandma had a Kenwood, my mum had a Kenwood, and it's how I learned to bake. So I was, when I saw this, I thought it was actually pretty exciting. I was like, wow, what are these guys doing now? Yeah, it's and, and Kenwood, um, they had a relationship in my family. I remember seeing my father giving, uh, giving one to my mother for Christmas or Mother's Day. Had it been an iron, it probably would have been a scar on his face. Instead, he got a cake. It's you a know, nice outcome. It, the, these are amazing machines. But this isn't the first project that we've seen where Kenwood and Focus Creative have come together. What, what's interesting about this one is that they've also then stacked up that they've actually got a campaign that's behind it, which actually gives more of the ownership for the people who are involved with it. So this, you know, Build to Create, Made by You, is a lovely concept because if you've, if you've got a mixer in your kitchen, you are making something. Mm. It's not a decoration. Um, it's meant to go do something. And I like the way that Kenwood understand that they're in extending the enduring value for their customers by giving them this content marketing and making sure that it's adding through the experience and the life cycle of the product brilliant project completely and it's linking that user value directly to the content and so that's for me this is modern content marketing right and these guys are right on it and and so then then you've got the team at Kenwood who obviously understand the benefits of content marketing there but they haven't made it seem like an infomercial yep. product placement this is just all about the cooking experience and as we know, everyone loves to cook. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's move on here to The Crux & Co uh, by Crux & Co and Hughes Studio. It's a graphic design, identity and branding project here, but it's actually about a built space. It's another artisan cafe, probably one of the heavier populated cafe areas of Melbourne. Um, this, is, this is a hard market to be in, so you've got to actually be really sharp to make sure that you're going to make a difference. And I think they've done that here. They've worked out how to stand out. You've either got to be brave or crazy to go into this area, or very smart, as you said, right? Another cafe in Melbourne, do we really need another one? But I think what's great about this is that they've used, they've actually seen branding can get them additional share of wallet. And so they've gone and created in, in their products and things specifically so people share them and so you get this whole social media thing happening around it as well and your point I think you see so many shops who use other people's branding and you're thinking what are you doing I think your example was where you see the bottles of somebody else's brand yeah why, why should you be yeah. marketing San Pellegrino when yeah. you could be marketing a brand extension of your own own cafe and and so so these guys have been smart in working out how do they go and actually liven up the experience curate environmental graphic exposure without it actually being environmental graphics because it's product on, on the shelf but they're moving in and actually saying we are a brand and it's somewhere that you can come they're immediately grammable there's lots of lots of values in this which i think is just a great project and i'm a fan of 60 starlight so i actually want to go and see this cafe will the address be on the um, website absolutely okay. you can google it you'll be able to go find it as well but but also with this They've worked out how to go and build a brand system, not just a logo. Mm. And that's, that's something which is very contemporary. We need to be refreshed. And the way that the, the Crux & Co logo has been put together, it actually lends itself to having various interpretations about it. 
there's fun, there's play in there, and I think that's actually a great aspect of the project. Fantastic. What's your next project, Kirsten? Well, I've got what would traditionally be seen as something tied, but is actually looking pretty fresh. It's the rebranding of AGL. And um, what's really interesting, I, I actually find utilities is a hot area. Like everybody in the utility space seems to be waking up finally. And so they're in a race. Everybody's in the race of hearts and minds. Utilities almost become a commodity. It's what else? So they're having to kind of start to differentiate and signal to their internal stakeholders and to the external market that, hey, we're going through this change now. And I think they've done that really well through this branding exercise. Yeah. And what I, what I think is interesting here with the team at AGL and principals, understanding that they're signaling to the team, internal team, that we now have a new customer experience, which is identified through the new branding. There will be a story that gets told to the people internally. There's also a story that's been told to the market. And I think with these sorts of branding projects that you've got for AGL, they need to tell people that they're part of the future. It's 110 more years old. Mm. Okay, You've got Australian Gaslight. Now, Gaslights are something you see in museum. Yeah. <laughs> okay, So it's great that they've got down to AGL. Initially, I thought it meant a great logo. Yeah. Okay, but, but we'll leave that to one side. No, it's Australian Gaslight, which is now branded as AGL. But in here, that they're actually trying to say to people that we want to be a utility in your life, not just the utility of power yeah. and, and gas to you. And that extending the customer experience to being useful in, people life, in people's lives is a great user experience. And it's great to go see them telling the world that that's what they're doing. The race is on, I think, in this space. Absolutely. <laughs> and, uh, and that's great because when you've got a competitive market, it's a little bit like the 100 metres final at the Olympics. Somebody's done, you know, 10.1 seconds. Somebody's got to do 9.9. Yep. And uh, so we, as we know, the race is on. So let's go into dark, uh, when dark meets light. Uh, this was a TEDx uh, St Kilda and HM project. It's about a pop-up display exhibition and set design. The team at HM have a legacy or, or say a catalogue of these great in real life interventions that they go do. You've been exposed to them for a while. I have. Like. And, and uh, some people may know, know them under the moniker of House Mouse. Mm -hmm. They've had lots of exposure in, in the Melbourne marketplace. Mm -hmm. What I like that they do is that they're giving you an altered sense of state when you're going into, a, into an event like a TEDx which is meant to be about opening your mind up. And, and there's a cinematographer's trick that's done. And if you go look at movies like Narnia or you go look at uh, Avatar, they go use a tunnel effect where they actually roll you down and disorientate you so that you'll be ready to accept the experience that's coming through. So really, so this whole dis disorientation that's happening, they're priming you to be ready for this new experience. Yeah, and, and, the, and what I think's nice about this is that you, f you feel that you're actually in this really funky nightclub. You know, it's neon and milk crates, it's black. You're also next to the St Kilda TEDx you know, uh, branding there. Right. So you've got a brand which you're familiar with, you've been opened up to be primed for a new experience, what a great way to go and actually listen to some new ideas. And reinforce Melbourne, which is associated with Mel Crates, let's face it. Well, <laughs> see, see, I get to travel around the world enough to realise that bread crates and milk crates are kind of the commodities in the world that everyone uses to either hold up a band stage, to put cables in, 
outdoor furniture. Of, yeah, there's all these different uses. So, but most cities think it's unique to them. Right. I, I've got to dispel that rumour. It's actually a global phenomenon. So, Kirsten, let's go due north. Due north. And for me, I, I really, straight away, when I heard the naming and the branding associated with this, I, was, I love the concept because it had meaning for me. Like you hear some of these names and you're trying to decipher what the hell they're talking about. But at due north... It's around it, they've got a really strong mental model straight away associated with it. And it's it's not overstated. There's an elegance to this branding exercise that they've done. And so, it, again, for me, it was, you don't have to be screaming and shouty with design. You can be really elegant just and contemporary and still meet expectation. Yeah. And they've, you know, what they're trying to go do here is make a new proposition to existing customers and to people that they're yet to meet. And they've done a, a really good job at having that graceful, elegant execution. They're making a proposition which is, we will point you in the right direction. And I think that those sorts of propositions, relentlessly executed, they just, they work. Yep. And, and it's, it's a beautiful piece of work here by the team at Brandworks. Um, congratulations to them. Let's see how it goes in the awards. Cool, and so quarter mental website. Now, for me, this was, I was like, okay. <laughs> and then I kind of, we started talking about what these guys were actually trying to do. And so they're a corporate advisory firm. And I think your point, Matt, Hang on, was, hang on. Can we, can we get rid of the politically correct language here? <laughs> Let's actually call it, we'll do the bar talk. Right, okay. Quarter mentra are the undertakers of the corporate world. That's, right. that's how many people knew them. <laughs> right, okay, we'll, we'll be... <laughs> they, they started off by being the corporate undertakers for an airline in Australia. They've done extremely well out of that, but they've also had product extensions or service extensions. And it's very hard for an undertaker to turn around and go put something which has a high graphic language and is, and is exciting. Yes. So in this case here, what you've got is Cordamenta actually staying true to that positioning, which is they've got to have this um, setback, um, solemn position. But they also need to be able to go introduce new products and services to people who are in that modality. I, I think they've, uh, the team at Get Started with Cordamenta have done a great job here in offering something which will speak to the market that they already have, give them the chance to introduce the new products without shocking anybody. Well, it's, it's good design is ultimately about meeting the client need. And this is what these guys have done. That's it. Tick. So then let's go across to Scala and let's talk about TAPS. Right. And it, it's really interesting because straight away this project resonated with me. Having renovated a few homes and, and apartments and things, Taps are actually a real problem and you would be surprised like you think surely we've solved this in this day and age but you find there's not a lot of local production offerings and then suddenly you're into the European ones which are ridiculously expensive. So, so in renovations that I've done I haven't actually been too concerned of the place of origin. I just want the thing to go that what I've got in my bathroom what I've got in, in my toilet, in my shower, in the kitchen, that there's some commonality yep, between them. Yep, and it's a continuity. <laughs> and it's a nightmare to go do it. The last thing I want to have is that feeling like you've got different doorknobs on every door. Yep, yep. I don't want to have different tapware. The fact that this is actually locally produced uh, for people in Australia will have some brand values for them. But I think actually the main thing I'd be looking at here is this is world-class tapware. Mm. 
are they going to start being not available because they're exported everywhere? Well, I'd, I'd, I'd love to see them actually say, well, let's have the courage not only to introduce it to the Australian market mm. and be proud about that, but how do we actually make sure that this is available for people globally? Yeah. That courage to step over into foreign, into foreign markets to actually extend yourself. I think that's a great extension, but the work they've done here with the Scala range is magnificent. So we're up to project nine. We've done pretty well. We're, we're a little bit over our, our 15 or minutes here. We're up to about 16, but we'll keep going here. Greenfields Albert Park. Well, I think your term was brownfields as well, opposed well, to so, greenfields. Yeah, so, so this isn't a new building, it's a brownfields <laughs> development, but it's branded greenfields because from every vista point, you're looking out at this lush green field, mm. which is just so delightful. Well, and this is this project just speaks of delight, and and there's a sense of joy in what these guys have done. In looking at this, I would have loved to have been part of the research team. I think they researched town squares, markets, spots around Europe, and tried to work out how do people interact, how do they feel when they're in these spaces, and that's what they've brought to this project. So I love that immersive kind of you know um, observation that they've brought to this as well yeah and and the team that have done this AZB creative I'm actually going to get Alex the principal from there to come along and actually be one of our fellow rappers when we go do the live in the next yep. couple of weeks in Sydney Alex is a scream he's a great stylist his clients just trust him and say go make something elegant and beautiful he's achieved that with this project here congratulations to rural projects and AZB Right. Well, we're done, Mark. Well, we're not really done because I've got my other responsibilities where we need to go remind some people about deadlines. Um, they'll be up on the site, but definitely Sydney Design Awards. We've got a, a nomination deadline coming up for that. The Government Design Awards, Melbourne Design Awards and New York Design Awards. We need to make sure that people are looking at those so that you're getting in at the best time. Um, from an events perspective, we've got the London Tech Week that's coming up. We've got the Knowledge of Design Week in in. Uh, in Hong Kong. There's just been announced a great conference here in Melbourne, which is the Creative Capital Conference, which will have details up on the site. And we can't forget that we're going to be doing the awards wrap live in a couple of weeks' time. There's also always so much going on. I know there's lots of time. But, you know, uh, we can't do any of this without our great supporters. Like Invoice to Go, Architect 360, Lava, and Davidson. Without our supporters, we can't do this. They're the people who are putting the fuel in the tank for us, so thank you very much. And to the community who are listening to the podcast, we'll get better at being the 15 minutes. I know we're <laughs> a little bit over that. But uh, as I keep signing off everywhere, remember, be driven by design.